everyone's okay here with my little sister ashley and best friend derek and it's another beautiful day in 1990 march 2nd 1990 to be exact ashley what are we still doing in the past well (laughs) we love 1990 so very much that we're spending an entire year here rollerblading signing leases and of course seeing new movies as they come out each week This week, we're diving into our eighth movie so far from 1990, The Hunt for Red October, rated PG. It's a naval thriller um, from Tom Clancy, and it stars Sean Connery. That's terrible. I don't know. And Alec Baldwin. (laughs) All future Sean Connery impersonations have to be done with a tinge of Russian. So it's going to get, which is my specialty. Leave it to the experts. Um, (laughs) That sounds fascinating, Ashley, but you mentioned signing leases. So as everyone knows by now, we are permanent residents of 1990. And to make our status complete, we had to have somewhere to live. We couldn't just camp out in the uh, athletic department of Sears (laughs) for any longer at the mall. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, we took the plunge. We um, are we have alluded the time cops that were after us and we're ready to reveal the city that we're living in. Ashley, where do we decide to live? Snap roll. We are living in Seattle. Whoop. Yes. Pacific Northwest. Seattle, hey. Washington. Um, close to Derek and I's home of Portland, Oregon, um, back in, in 2021. Yeah. Um, but things are way different since it's, you know, 30 years earlier. And uh <laughs> The Space Needle is still there. There's still movie theaters. Fortunately, there's none of those Amazon um, like ecosphere bubble things yet. Yeah. So, yet. yeah. Um, but we'll be looking forward to those popping up. And uh, yeah, why, do, why else did we pick it, Ashley? Well, it's beautiful. So there's that. Um, yeah. Great hiking. Obviously, you already mentioned movie theaters, tons of malls. So we're pretty set. And rent is so cheap right now. I mean, 1990, this is great. I know we still have access to our 2021 bank accounts and it um, up. yeah, so we're, we're sitting pretty actually, yep. uh, that's enough for this week. Let's start the show. All right. The Russian disappeared. Invisible. This thing could park a couple of hundred warheads off Washington and New York. Stolen. He's defecting. The Russians know this, which is why they've been trying to sink him for the past two days. The hunt is on. Now you want us to help you hunt him down and kill him. Battle stations. Give the man a chance. From the director of Die Hard. Torpedo is an acquisition. From the best-selling novel by Tom Clancy. We sail into history. The Hunt for Red October, March 2nd. Ooh. All right. Yeah, we are fresh out of the theater. So, Ashley, did this movie ring any um, bells in your past? Did you had you seen this before? What's your history with this this movie or Sean Connery or anything related to it? Um, not a lot of history. I actually thought, based off the title, that it was a rom com for some reason with Robert Redford. I think the red. Wow. I don't know. I just immediately thought he was in this movie. Okay. Clearly not true. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I've never read a Tom Clancy novel. Sean Connery's pretty sweet, but that's pretty much it. I watched Titanic, so there's a ship movie mm-hmm. and Basically Ghost the Ship, same. which is like the best movie ever. 
Ghostship is great. I love that movie so much. So that's really my only history with this movie. Nothing at all. Just ships playing Battleship. Sure. Well, that's kind of crazy to me. Not that you haven't seen it, um, because I don't think I I had seen it before either. Um, but the name is like very recognizable. Did you you didn't even know the name? I mean, (laughs) not not necessarily because of the book, like you know, Tom Clancy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I've heard of so I've heard of the movie title, but I didn't know anything about the movie. Right. Um, well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know what I could have told someone about that. Well, I knew it was a. I knew it was a naval movie. I knew it um, had Sean Connery in it. I don't know that I knew it had Alec Baldwin in it. Um, he's playing the first appearance of Jack Ryan, Ooh. which we'll get into more. Um, mm-hmm. But that was news to me watching the movie. Um, so yeah, uh, this was fresh and fun for me, Derek. What about you? Aside from having a decent Sean Connery accent, Ooh. <laughs> that was actually not great. <laughs> uh, growing up, my best friend and I would watch movies, VHS tapes with her family. Mm-hmm. They always watched the same movie a hundred times. So this is one of those films that I was privy to. But there was also an NES game with the same name. I might have had a different submarine NES game because yeah, the like the pinging noise. There's elements that that uh, seem familiar to me. I mean, when you mentioned game, um, what did you remember? Like, obviously, it'd been a long time since you saw the movie on VHS. Like, uh, without getting into details, just how much of it did you remember? Not a lot, and I remember okay. not liking it because I didn't fully grasp the whole concept of uh submarine warfare and russian technology well at least now you do yeah yep <laughs> as an adult i anyway we'll, we'll get there with yeah. the highlights all right well yeah let's um let's dive in as ashley so eloquently put it oh um gosh. with some of our favorite parts of the movie the american turning to follow us no cap American is continuing in his original course. He's continuing northwest. He can't hear us. <laughs> so there's Russian Derek. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Let them sing. Let them sing. That was not it at singing. all. That was Batman. That was um, Batman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Close. Close. Gotta ease into it. Let them what was, sing. Let them. Oh, that was good, Derek. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, Drew. You're. Let's not. Yeah. Let's not get bogged down in y'all's terrible Connery accents just because I can't do it. Um, right off the bat, we have some some intrigue for the podcast. This movie is set in 1984. Ooh, so our other favorite year. Yeah. Shout the, out. the best year ever. As of last year, now we have a new best year. <laughs> it's the also the the time in cinema, at least, in in to some degree in um, real life, where this uh, cold war between the Russians and America was at its at its uh, height. Um, also, the novel, uh, the Tom Clancy novel that it's based on, was set in 1984, so they retained uh, the date from there, and it wouldn't have made as much sense. Uh, things were starting to cool off. Um, I mean, I, I know it was already a cold war, but yeah. <laughs> things were starting to really uh, warm up. freeze. Yeah, warm <laughs> up. Yeah, whatever. Um, in the early 90s on that on that front. So that was a fun tie-in. Um, 
there's also uh, have actually do you notice when they when you see the name Basil in movies? Yeah, he's in all of them. Yeah, he was in. <laughs> like, uh, he did the music. Um, the the uh, he's probably Greek. Basil uh, Poldorius. Um, sure. <laughs> Poldorius. Nice. Uh, did the score for Conan, Red Dawn, RoboCop, and Free Willy, notably. Ooh, in addition, uh, he, he did the score for dozens and dozens of movies. He was not like, that was not a name that I knew um, before we started the first uh, season of the podcast. So mm-hmm. really fun to see him again. Um, why don't you touch on some of the notable actors that are in the movie? There's Ashley. just like a couple. Yeah, um, <laughs> just a couple. So obviously Sean Connery. Go ahead, Derek. I'm just kidding. Um, Sean Connery. Perfect. As Marco Ramius. Um, and then there's Alec Baldwin, who plays Jack Ryan. As you mentioned before, the first appearance of the Jack Ryan character from Tom Clancy's novel, which is yeah, pretty cool. It, it was a little bit of like a a um, shocking gasp moment for me when they said, <laughs> Mr. Ryan, or they said Jack Ryan. I was like, oh, like, oh. shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had no idea uh, when I was watching this if that was the first appearance, but it was definitely the first one I knew of. I thought maybe there were like, you know, dozens of movies like like Bond, you know, Connery's other uh, most famous role featuring Jack Ryan, but there's really only been five. And we'll mm-hmm. get into the five different actors that have portrayed him later in the show. Um, what was it? I mean, basically the movie sort you're, of you're skipping past a lot of other really good actors that were in there. The guy from there? Home Alone, uh, Lost in New York Two, one of the bad guys. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is he the guy who plays Mr. Smith in The Matrix? That's a different person. No, no, different guy. He's in that too. <laughs> well, no, this? no. The, so the person that was um, Sean Connery's uh, sidekick mm-hmm. until he died in the film. Spoiler alert. Uh, he's mm-hmm. from Jurassic Park. Oh, Sam uh, Neill. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's not the guy from The Matrix, although they look pretty similar. To me. Yeah, I guess I can see it. <laughs> but then also the guy from The Thing is in there too. The guy that wears the big glasses. Oh yeah, not Kurt Russell, but one of the other uh researchers. Yeah, yep. A yeah, lot of, okay. It's a very awesome nineties uh cast. lineup there. Yeah, cast. Thank you. Well, yeah, and um if we're going through him, James Earl Jones is like a um, uh, admiral for the the military, and I mean he's like in an advisor role at at this point. And Tim Curry is mm-hmm. one of the like Russian um, uh, leaders that is kind of clashing with with Sean Connery in a bunch of different moments. I mean, this is one thing that's interesting is there are no women in this whole movie. <laughs> no, there's a little girl and his wife. The very beginning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So they're yeah. like the only accredited females in the movie. Wow. Yeah, and that's before even like the introduction starts. So it's like the very beginning, and then it goes into the movie. Yeah, um, similar to the thing actually, where there are absolute there is not a single uh, woman on screen at any point in that, um, except for the voice of the the chess computer that Kurt Russell <laughs> calls a bitch and pours a drink out on. Jesus. Awesome, perfect. <laughs> so they found a way to to work that in. Um, <laughs> Did that bother you, Ashley? I don't know putting you on the spot, but like I had a little bit of a um, discussion with Jamie about this. Oh, no, it didn't bother me at all. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, in the sense that it's it's not like you would want every movie to be a male centric story. But uh, this story 
if, if there had been a random female crew member, in my opinion, it would have felt it would have changed the there was no romance in this. There was maybe mm-hmm. some bromance for sure, um, yeah. especially at the end. Um, but that 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 like element of the mo- made for a cleaner movie. I mean, having that element removed, mm-hmm. they really just use the um, the ghost of his of Sean Connery's wife as an important like motivation. <laughs> yeah, and then presumably Alec Baldwin, uh, Jack Ryan playing Jack Ryan would be dying to get back to his family, but or you know like part of the stakes hinge on him needing to get back to his family but it seems like his just all his ambition is is kind of directed at his job mm-hmm. um and then like die hard and con air uh he's got Very, like this teddy bear yeah oh <laughs> yeah gonna, that's right that he's gonna bring back to his daughter that's gotta be like a trope that that recurs a lot in movies mm-hmm. um what did you think about the kind of like dynamic between baldwin and connery um i thought it was Okay, so I'm gonna preface this with why did you hate the movie? Let me just. I come didn't out. like the movie, yeah. and I thought it was really boring, and I fell asleep a couple of times. So, so wow. maybe there okay. were females in it. I, I'm just kidding. I, that's not the case. I just was very bored. I was. I don't. I don't love war movies. I don't love like um kind of naval thrillers. I don't. Uh, this nothing about this movie on the surface level. <laughs> Um, was <laughs> was uh, a nice draw, one. but I I got sucked into it. I found the, like the specificity of it. They described the technology, you know, like this thermomolecular water displacement motor, the silent submarine motor, in an understandable way. I got kind of caught up in the in the the world. I was worried that I would be bored, but I I don't know. Don't worry, I got that for you. Yeah. I just, yeah, I couldn't. I don't know what it was. I really wanted to enjoy it. I just bored out of my mind. For as much as I didn't like it as a kid because I didn't really fully grasp the whole concept around uh, underwater fighting and mm-hmm. Russian mm-hmm. technology, I love this this movie actually. Same. Yeah, it's yeah. like what a um, adventure style like action movie could be. And I know like some people really like. Um, Oh gosh, one of the uh, Captain America movies, Winter Soldier, because it's like a, it's more of a throwback to a a, a thriller, a seventies like uh, espionage thriller. I feel like this was an example of how you do action in a way that is easy to follow. Um, it's like grounded in in human uh, motivation. Um, there's not like I watched Battleship, you know, a month or two ago with Jamie, and that's just complete nonsense as you might guess <laughs> um, as we knew we were getting ourselves into um but I, hey, I i yeah is battleship based off of the board game loosely oh <laughs> okay. yeah. i mean like and, jumanji and, yeah. but battleship yeah for commercial purposes only <laughs> i mean we <laughs> played battleship and people have never played jumanji they say battleship a lot <laughs> Oh, okay. Perfect. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm sure you had a drinking game with that one. Yeah. They they say battleship a, a decent amount in this too. You so did you not like follow not like in a intellectual way, but you just weren't interested in the conversations about how they were going to maneuver in silence and how he was like uh, captaining the the submarine. No. Yeah. So, just yeah, didn't work. Just didn't, yeah, it just didn't work for me. I tried Were you to get confused? Into it. Because that's at first I was a little confused by the plot. But I think you're supposed to be. Yeah, at first I was, and then because I thought that Sean Connery was going to be the villain, obviously, right. and then you're like, oh wait, he's trying to defect to save 
everyone and then everyone and then the um soviets the bad guys but. yeah the the like off screen out of the picture um soviet leaders who are basically everyone's chasing him down because he's uh, he's in control of this rogue submarine um this this like russian submarine with the most sophisticated technology he's taken it um uh rogue but for good causes so what's mm -hmm. what i thought was so interesting about the movie by the end is that there's no villain um i mean like there's the the you know the, the russians conveniently just as an entity but yeah. the two main uh heroes of the movie are pitted again or like they're basically working together. They just like Alec Baldwin is the only one who un who understands the true motivations of Connery, mm -hmm. um, and his motivations are to basically escape. He he knows how dangerous this submarine could be, and it could start nuclear war. And he's lived his whole life, um, kind of like caught up in one uh, big conflict after another, and he's done with it. So he's trying to save. Um, american lives and the lives of everyone that could be lost in this nuclear conflict by hijacking this ship and he's got buy-in from at least like his 10 you know uh, uh men in command with him although his tactics he doesn't fully share with them so they get a little uh disturbed by some of his his tactics i i don't know i just felt that turn like you said you thought he was going to be the villain. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. So I was in it for the first like 30, 45. And then Seconds. I just, yeah, yeah. 30, 45. <laughs> I saw the women leave and I was out. No, I, um, uh, I just couldn't get behind it. I don't know. And I would say I should rewatch it just to like, but I'm not going to. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's necessarily for everyone. I, I just was pleasantly surprised it, it, it exceeded my expectations. One thing on the a similar note that's really cool about the the Russian characters, um, you know, again the ones we know on the boat are mostly uh, good guys. Mm -hmm. um, they're they're you know supporting him in his agenda to to get the ship out of uh, danger or out of you know being used for for war. So this one guy, um, is it the, is it, um, Sam Neill, Captain Borodin? Um, yeah. So another American playing a Russian is sort of Connery's second in command. And he describes his life in America. I don't know, Derek, if you have the outline pulled up, you could, you could, oh, um, yeah. read what I, how I paraphrased it here. With a um, country accent. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Cause this reminded me of you. You got this it. is what Wait, this is you what want the, me to read it in a country accent. Yeah, why not? This is what the the second in command wants when he gets um you know gets to America and gets his his freedom. Give me a sec. I actually have to pull up the gal's thread because that's got the best one, right? No, it's in the no, outline. Oh, <laughs> all right. So uh, I want to live in Montana with. A round wife, raise rabbits for her to cook, get a pickup truck, drive state to state, Ooh, Arizona in the summer. Actually, I think I'll have two wives. <laughs> He's like, can I can I have two wives? Is that cool? <laughs> I apologize I, yeah. to anybody that I offended. So that's that's not a direct quote, but that's me paraphrasing. Yeah, or, you it know, is it's definitely a paraphrase. It's but. it's but all those points are 
definitely yes. in his little monologue there yeah. there's this like really touching moment between um this character and connery um when things are right before the the climax of the movie where they're talking about what they envision their life being like in america so that's like that's kind of his um version his like understanding of the american dream it, yeah. i just thought it was so like uh kind of quaint and interesting how like these supposed um you know these russian characters played by americans um the what they think of american life being it's not like certainly in his case not the city life it's much mm-hmm. more about like rural america the fact that you know you can drive from state to state without, without permits papers. and papers yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is a big deal um so you just get this sense that like the you you empathize with all the characters because the the ones that are trying to escape are trying to escape the 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 Russian regi- regime and you know the Americans the interest the so most of the American um, players don't believe Alec Baldwin he's the only one who's trying to convince everyone not to just blow up this Russian sub you know basically called Red October just yeah the, the, not to just blow up red october the russians want to blow it up most of the american military wants to just blow it up because mm-hmm. that that ends the you know ends the conflict but baldwin is convinced that you know he's he basically just reads his mind yeah <laughs> um he's like well, i he, know he him met i him? met him once yeah, yep. i met him once i know everything about him yeah i mean actually did you find shift right or whatever that was yeah Right. He guesses which direction Connery's going to maneuver. He's going to do a um, a crazy Ivan, in, um, which is when you turn the sub really fast. And he says starboard and, and, and uh, the other guys like, how'd you how'd you know he was going to do that? And he's like, I had a 50 50 chance. Yeah. <laughs> so lucky well. guess. <laughs> um, I don't know. I thought the you know, I just thought the character moments were were really good. Eventually they bored. The Red October, Connery boards it. Um, I mean, uh, Baldwin, Baldwin boards it. In Ashley's and case, she was bored by now. Yeah, yeah. yeah Ashley <laughs> <Yep>. was <laughs> already Don't bored. Even know of her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you find Baldwin's like this is the introduction of a iconic Jack Ryan character? Did you find his his performance and just like that character interesting at all? Yeah, I liked, and I saw this part. So I like when he boards the ship and he almost drowns, basically trying to get on from one ship to the other and then it kind of gets thrown into it mm-hmm. and he's covered and obviously covered in the ocean and just like seems like he was almost, he almost drowned and then he's just like hey nice to meet you i'm blah blah, blah. we met once or whatever yeah. he says but i like that like i like jack ryan i like like the way like his role and i liked alec baldwin's portrayal of him okay so there's yeah. that <laughs> yeah and i mean maybe if you if you had been more invested in the plot mm-hmm. you would have been more caught up in there um uh, you know, would there <laughs> you would have cared about their outcomes? Yeah, and I think um, I wanted more action too, like more. Yeah, yeah. The senior describing is one of the more like oh, it's basically one of the um, above water scenes. Yeah. So maybe he didn't like being trapped <laughs> like, in the yeah, sub. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so before we close the thread on that um, uh, beautiful rendition that Derek did, we also had the other half of the conversation where Sean Connery says what he's looking forward to to in America. There must be something. Hmm. What is it? 
is the piece of fishing like when I was a boy. A piece of fishing. fishing. That was, <laughs> it took a while to get those three words out, but um, <laughs> that's when the movie started. To, that was the climax of the film. Would you agree? It was the pre Yeah, it was like the calm before the, the proverbial uh, battle storm. Yeah. Um, the 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 climax when the two ships are fighting is uh, you know like very there's there's an onboard conflict because there's a gunman loose on the ship there's a uh, saboteur um as they as they call him who uh you know is maybe working or maybe still has allegiance to the the russian government and so they're like alec baldwin is chasing him down in a firefight above on the other level um, one of the Americans is maneuvering the sub and then he gets the, uh, the sub that's the Russian sub that's after him to basically like shoot a missile and then maneuvers it so that it blows them so that they blow themselves up, um, the Russian sub. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought that like the, that little bit of that little nugget we got from Connery there, uh, establishes kind of like. This dude's been this dude's been through a lot. Um, he lost his wife. He's been fighting in wars his whole life. He's really good. Um, he's like the 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 leading um, uh, naval person in the Russian uh, Navy, and he knows that that's not the life for him anymore. And he just wants peace and quiet and fishing. <laughs> so, and actually, um, Sean Connery spent time aboard the USS USS Puffer preparing for his role. So he was given and he was given commander status and allowed to give commands while underway with the captain like beside him. That's kind of cool. That yeah, really cool. So he's a sir, a captain. What's next? Yeah. I don't know. Sir Captain John Connery is pretty sweet. Should we um should we knock him down a, a peg and talk about the the hairpiece drama that oh, happened? Oh, yeah. I mean sure. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Well, he decided to go his own route with his character just a little bit. And he shows up to set and made the um, the makeup and wardrobe give him this like ponytail. Think like Steven Seagal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe so like they, evil Russian he was going for. Yeah. He was just going for this. But he's like, not evil. evil. Right. It's and like the show up on screen though, right? So no. they had to refilm a little bit. Do like a, re- like okay, a reshoot sorry. of like a day or two. Oh, no, you're fine. Um, because he had the ponytail <laughs> and the director was furious and called it a limp. It looked like a limp swinging dick. So... <laughs> Everyone on set was making fun of it so much that that Connery eventually yeah relented. Um, he's like, "Fine, <laughs> why don't right, you like stupid. my my ponytail?" Oh wow, he's here. <laughs> oh hey, <laughs> I don't like how you treated me during that time. So, so the, it's like a Bernie kind of <laughs> yeah, you're mm-hmm. perfectly primed for it. Um, yeah, the director of this movie we should mention directed Die Hard, so yeah, um, he would have directed Die Hard too which came out in 1990, but he was occupied with this. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how Dyer 2 fares without him <laughs> later in the year. Um, the hairpiece cost $25,000. <laughs> well, there's, I mean, it was more like it cost. So I read two things. One was like, I it cost it out of my 25 to 20 to $25,000, but it was also because they had to refilm a lot of things. And so they're accruing that to the cost. Yeah, and we're not so, we're not yeah. mocking um him for his baldness or his vanity. He's an actor. Yeah. He he like um it's it's pretty remarkable some of the roles that he is known for. Uh the fact that he was wearing a toupee 
um, mm-hmm. and, and some of the Bond roles, like in this role, you would have never known that it wasn't no. great, great work by the hair and, and makeup. If it had been a ponytail, maybe it wouldn't have been as convincing. Um, yeah. so the <laughs> choice, uh, worth the 20, 20 K to reshoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, lastly, um, I just wanted to point out like the, the kind of the, the touching, well, there's one very touching climax at the end, um, as Baldwin and Connery, like sail off into the, the early dawn light um and, and pass pass uh baldwin's old fishing spot in like northern massachusetts or something um they're in the northeast um but before right before that they um the whole this operation wouldn't have worked so they, they've got the whole crew of the um of the red october that they have to rescue um these are people that aren't in it aren't in on the plot necessarily um but, but they all speak so, english yeah they some of them well not like his not like his his crew but his you know the rest or not his um his leaders but the rest of the crew so those go they go above board and american ships rescue them and then uh connery and um the rest of the the russian leadership they get asylum in america and all of this they establish at the beginning of the movie is covered up by the American government. They basically make a deal with him. You delivered us this, this ship. We get to see the, how the technology works. They, the Americans haven't been able to replicate this kind of silent submarine motor um, that eludes sonar on their own. So I don't know. We make this like underhand, uh, you know, uh, under the table deal with Connery in exchange for his freedom. And I just thought that level of like secret cooperation was, it's got this conspiracy element. I thought that was kind of fun. Well, the beginning, it was like, and nobody has ever known that this happened. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there was some like, or nobody's been aware of what events took place. The mm-hmm. events of this movie never yeah. happened. Yeah. According, dot, 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 according to the government. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, both the Russian government knows something's up. They know that the the ship, like, they the Americans won't let them uh, examine the wreckage. Um. There's, uh, I just thought it was cool. Like it's a conspiracy. It's a, it's an, Amer- it's an American cover up, but for good, for good cause. So maybe some of the conspiracies that people are trying to uncover aren't all like nefarious. Yeah, um, for sure. Aliens. Yeah. Ashley. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of aliens, battleship, that's who they're fighting. They're fighting alien, like, um, spinny ball things. They're kind of like giant <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehogs with, with, Perfect. uh, uh, you know, do they get a nine? Yeah. <laughs> and then they shoot at A9 and then it's, we're like B12. Boom. They 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 like trace things out on a map. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. it's just like the game. Um do we have any, do we have anything else to say about Red October for now before we come back to it? Derek? I don't wait. I don't think I can't do it right now right off the top of my head. <laughs> Let me just try one more time. Oh, no, I'm going to an many. Italian. <laughs> That's no. fine. This is how we do it. <laughs> no. Arnold? Now, you? let's take a quick break from our discussion of the hunt for Red October while we tune our dials to NR90 for new release radio. This is where we give you a taste of what was happening this week back in 1990, starting with a hit tune. Know how long this feeling will last. Baby, it's only tonight. Darling, I don't know why I 
the song you just heard was I Go to Extremes by Billy Joel, up two spots to number 11 on the Billboard Top 100 for the week of March 2nd, 1990. Ashley, what's happening in news or pop culture this week? Well, good old Chuck Norris was the first Westerner (laughs) in documented Mm -hmm. Taekwondo history to be awarded the rank of eighth degree black belt grandmaster. So I guess Chuck Norris is a little bit better than Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's the first American. Ah, okay. So Jean-Claude Van Damme still (laughs) is the best. Definitely. This is going down in new release history as the biggest argument ever that I don't know (laughs) we'll be able to JCVD all day. Norris over Seagal. Well, yeah, we'll have to revisit Norris (laughs) Mm -hmm. VVD. Yeah. Eighth degree black belt, man. Woo. Yeah. Well, let's honor him with a a little clip. Yeah. A little chop and punch. Oh, I watched all five minutes of this little (laughs) clip. Here, my hands are up. There's the growing. There's the face. I'm here. (laughs) Round kick and then punch right into the face. Again, kicking to the groin, then punch (laughs) to the face. Got it. Slow, slow motion. Now I'll bring the yeah. kick yeah. Up to the ribs, solar plexus, kidney area. Then I'll do the same kick, but higher. But again, the same striking technique. This time I'm using a palm strike, like you've learned. Ooh, ooh, hoo, hoo. I'll palm strike you. Wow. Groin, palm strike, face punch. Got it. Okay. I love his voice. Yeah, he has a great. That's true. He has a good voice. Um, did this movie, which I had a feeling it might, did it make the box office report? You bet it did. So coming in at number one Uh for the week of March 2nd through March 4th this weekend, The Hunt for Red October, 17 million. Yep. Fuck you, (laughs) Driving Miss Daisy. (laughs) Finally (laughs) unseated at number two. I don't think Um, that's never happened. Fuck you, Driving Miss Daisy. And yeah. deserving, right? Double fuck you. Hard to kill. Steven Seagal. Yeah, that's fine. Still at number three. Madhouse, we skipped over. What else have we watched on here? Cinema Paradiso. We we mentioned this would be hanging on for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it moved up from 19 to number 15. So it's nice. just creeping along in its fifth week. Oh, Nightbreed. So Nightbreed, Nightbreed had a bit of a drop off. Um, as we knew, as we were warned last week, it, it's yeah. going to be a um, long tail type movie. Oh, um, no. <laughs> it's only appreciated yeah, over time. So... <laughs> Yeah, this is our first number one movie of the year, I want to say. Yeah. Um, but that's going to be happening a lot more in the coming weeks. So that's enough for the box office report. I think it's time for everyone's favorite segment on New Release Radio. Rank the blank. Woo, woo, woo. This is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic, actors who have played Jack Ryan. Ashley, which five actors have played (laughs) Jack Ryan? All right. Well, we have Harrison Ford, Patriot Games, John Krasinski, Amazon's Jack Ryan, Alec Baldwin, The Hunt for Red October, Mm -hmm. Ben Affleck, The Sum of All Fears, and Chris Pine, Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. Yes. So let me do the math here. We have five. These are, this is the total. This is one of our easiest or most like <laughs> comprehensible rank the blanks problems. because we yeah. only have five, five options. Alec Baldwin automatically makes it through to the next round because he was in the movie we just watched, which leaves four choices between three of us. <laughs> do not reveal the ones we selected, Ashley, but who 
did not make the cut. Ben Affleck. Aww. Aww. Poor Aww. Ben. <laughs> Been through a lot. He just had a breakup uh, with the gorgeous Ana de, de Armas. Um, <laughs> anyway, but he's also had uh, plenty of success. And, yeah, and, uh, he'll be okay. <laughs> a good life. So yeah, this is the least of his worries probably. Mm-hmm. Were there any... Um, should we save the Instagram feedback to settle any disputes? Or is there anything you want to reveal now from that? Um, we should wait. Okay. Yeah. I, we'll use that as a potential tiebreaker. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> the I criteria like lose this and I might <laughs> need the Instagram polls to help me out. Well, I don't know. Um, let's, I, I think we have some clear favorites. What we did here because there were only, you know, four choices aside from the one in the movie was I let Ashley and Derek pick first, um, because I'm generous and I like a challenge so Generous, yeah. and we are not comparing the Jack Ryan movies that factors in a tiny bit sure to their entire filmography but we're just we're ranking these actors that have portrayed him but not necessarily in that role so that's one that's one thing to note the other thing to note is just that I thought this was a cool um, range of actors there you see these people in different styles of movies um, they're obviously all white and male because that's what Tom Clancy likes. Um, but no, that's what, I mean, that's just what the that's Jack Ryan character is. And Tom yeah. Clancy's a milit- like a military writer and they're anyway, I guess they're, well, yeah, I just mean they're, they're diverse the actors, but not, not diverse in the gender, um, racial mm-hmm. sense, yeah. um, diverse in style, uh, diverse in hair piece. So <laughs> Ashley, um, of course, we've got Alec Baldwin, uh, our first nominee from the movie we watched. What is your choice going to be? So I'm going to pick John Krasinski. Okay. Okay. Lots of reasons. Um, one, he's beautiful. What <laughs> okay. Good hair. Two, yeah, great hair. Real hair. <laughs> Doesn't need a hair piece. <laughs> Doesn't need a hair piece. Uh, two, he's married to Emily Blunt and they have a really good relationship. Mm-hmm. And he wrote and directed A Quiet Place and starred in it with his wife. Which is cool. Yep. And obviously he's a, he was in the office and was like the best character in the office. <laughs> um I think that's enough. He's just I think he's a really good actor and a really good human in general. And he did all of those uh John Krasinski good news or what was mm-hmm. it called, Derek? Good, some good, good news. news. Some, some good news. news. Yeah, yeah. And that was SGM. just like a really sweet thing for him to do. So yeah. I just think he's a good guy. Hell yeah. Well, damn, those are some pretty convincing reasons for me um we're gonna chris choose this number one as i mentioned why did you just steal mine sorry i forgot you didn't say it <laughs> um so i had been i had been i had two options because i let y'all pick first i had ben and chris oh, so i went with chris pine um and i actually completely talked myself into it so he's cool. you know he's he, handsome who lives by himself by the way he is handsome he talked to yeah. himself he's no, and also he was going to be Jamie's choice. Um, I, I pulled her as well. And he's got a great sense of humor. I watched tons of interviews with him today. He's got chemistry with females and males, um, as evidenced in Wonder Woman. Their relationship in Wonder Woman, especially the second one, is really the only thing uh, the second one has going for it. And it's the best thing about the first one. Um, so it makes <laughs> a great romantic lead, but he also makes a great, like, lead in a movie like this where um there's the the train that won't slow down movie with denzel washington called unstoppable um that's a lot of fun he's like they their their rapport is great and then he's in like this western movie derek i don't know if you've seen 
um, pandering here um, with Jeff Bridges called Hell or High Water. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a modern day western about about yeah, you know, some some robbers. So like he's and uh, you know Star Trek yada yada yada. Um, he's just got the complete package. So that's my reasoning. Also, I was left with two options. Derek, what's <laughs> <laughs> who's your choice? Drew kind of made me choose this one, but I do fully want to choose this one. So Harrison Ford, mm. uh, specifically Patriot Games. I don't even remember that film, but uh, we're talking <laughs> about Harrison Ford here. Ford here. No, so yeah, he a, not. He had a ponytail in Patriot Games. <laughs> Didn't someone have a ponytail? What? I'm sure somebody did. <laughs> uh, I know, you know no, he played Star Jack Wars. Ryan. You know him from Indiana Jones. You know him from being just an asshole actor. I love, I love Harrison Ford. <laughs> I love Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, he's probably if we were putting uh, star value or seeds yeah. on these, yeah. he's probably the obvious. Yeah, it's choice. Not, he's not going to get number one though. Uh, well, not, not with these three that we. Well, picked. Drew, you could have picked Alec Baldwin. No, I can't pick the one that's in the movie. What's the fun in that? Oh, and man. also, I wouldn't it's have kinda... anyway. Oh, okay. I, I I like Chris Pine. He's got youthful energy. Um, he's probably the same age as as John, but he's not a a, a dork. Um, <laughs> have you seen so him John in Ryan, Amazon? John Ryan Jack Ryan to be a dork. He's show? supposed to be like an intelligent. Guy so have you that... seen him in the Jack? No, Ryan why would I watch the Jack Ryan? Show? Well, I watched some clips of it yesterday, <laughs> and he is ripped out of his mind, and he is not super dorky looking. Yeah, well, that doesn't change his face. He um, doesn't look like a dork. Emily Blunt is a as a treasure, so yeah, he he's doing something. The office, he's worry. doing something right. <laughs> yeah, no, I I, I would have picked. Uh, well, I I won't even. I don't want to say. No, anything there's no because, point. Yeah. Um. So. We like to start with the movie nominee, Alec Baldwin. Where do we think he's going to slot in? Because, um, like, are you well, are you an Alec Baldwin person, Ashley? Not really. Okay, but no Thirty Rock, no um, Saturday I, Night Live. I thought Thirty Rock hosting. was funny, but I never, I've never been like a huge Alec Baldwin fan. So yeah, same. I mean, so I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna pick him anyway. And I, he's are we... Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, right? That movie yeah. was that. Yeah. yeah. So like that was he was good in that. I mean, I love that movie. That's yeah, a good good point. I mean, I didn't, I didn't but... examine, re-examine his filmography too closely because I knew I just didn't have an immediate like emotional yeah. response to him. Um, so we'll we'll put him at last for now. Mm-hmm. Um, what about where are you at on Harrison Ford then? I really like Harrison Ford. Okay. So okay. he's pretty. He's gonna be pretty high on my. Okay. Well, let's do. Uh, uh, let's do attraction. Who's the most attractive? Harrison Ford. Out of all of them. Yeah. Not John Quincy. Whatever his <laughs> name is. It's a trap. Obviously, Chris Pine's the most attractive. Chris, I think John Quincy's more attractive than Chris Pine. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. You have a type. I would. I would agree. Okay, well, never. I guess I have no chance here. Well, um, Pine may, may have like more like muscles and stuff, but no, John Chris. Have you all seen his, his headshot? It's not about his muscles. He's just yeah, has but a, John well, Krasinski is more like attainable, seen... so he's more attractive. Okay, <laughs> so okay, I, I'm just gonna not. They're both some, very attractive. Okay, he did some good stuff. So, yes, we're not judging character here. Well, uh, we're judging <laughs> headshots. Okay, John, headshots. Okay, Chris. Okay. Chris Pine's pretty attractive. Okay. All right. Well, that's Fine. only one factor. I was just trying to. I was. I thought trying I could assume I was leading yeah. one fact, one category, but maybe <laughs> yeah. I'm not. So, 
Chris Pine is third, it sounds like. So it comes down to Harrison Ford and John Krasinski, which are which is a great matchup because they are very different. And like uh, Derek kind uh, of alluded to uh, Harrison Ford's gruff, like asshole-ish. Um, but wait, how did Chris Pine just get third automatically? Oh, okay. You want to? I'm playing I'm playing hardball here. No, let's keep Drew on that. It just sounds like that. you didn't like him more than oh, wait, any of the Alec other two. Baldwin over Chris Pine. No, Alec yeah. Baldwin's. Oh, yeah, oh, you're yeah, saying yeah. he should be below Alec yeah, Baldwin. Should, yeah, you should be, be last place this week. Sorry. Okay. Dude. Wow. Ouch. Okay. <laughs> I like how you're like third. Like you oh, just he, made your he own... tried to sneak that one in. Yeah, did it work? Okay. So oh. I would put. I would probably do Harrison Ford first. Mm, okay. And then I would do Krasinski, and then I would do. Baldwin, Pine, and then Affleck. Right. Well, Affleck's already dead. Um, to the category. Yeah. So, but um, and I'll, I'll but you, you, I appreciate those. you saying that. Just be, even though he doesn't qualify, you you didn't want just Chris so Pine not, to feel too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to help you out, Derek. And, are you gonna roll reverse here and and take uh Krasinski over Harrison Ford to be difficult, even I though Ford's to, your I pick? Too. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I get to be the tiebreaker. Yeah. <laughs> Crap. Um, well, I, I've, I really haven't seen Harrison Ford play Jack Ryan, so I, I can't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. It's just the actor in general. Yeah. Oh. We're not yeah. factoring in the Jack. Well, the you Jack know, I mean, it's it's one out of 100 roles. Krasinski, so. again, is dating Emily Blunt, uh, and he did some good news. So, yes, I have to throw a wrench in this. Okay. That's fine, Sorry. because... I was I would have picked Brzezinski if I had my choice no. of <laughs> wait I take that all no, okay so we have Krasinski first then Ford then Alec Baldwin then Pine mm-hmm. okay so Ashley wins but no thanks to herself um, nonetheless <laughs> I still won nonetheless you get rewarded um, with your clip what do you got for us um, I just have a clip from The Office for him and Dwight. Perfect. We all win. (laughs) Of course it wasn't me. Marijuana is a memory lost drug, so maybe you just don't remember. I would remember. Well, how could you if it just erased your memory? That's not how it works. Now, how do you know how it works? Knock it off. Okay, I'm interviewing you. No, you said that I'd be conducting the interview when I walked in here. Now, exactly how much pot did you smoke? (laughs) Listen, guys. (laughs) Seattle, what up? I'm I'm glad he won this week. Cool. Yeah. Good job. Well, thank he you, also, Ashley. Uh huh. He also won the Instagram poll when I compared hmm. John. I did John Krasinski to Ben Affleck, and he John Krasinski like won hands down, like ninety percent. And I then I that. did Harrison versus um, Alec Baldwin, and Harrison won sixty five percent. How did Chris Pine fare? He wasn't even in it. <laughs> so it was rigged from the start. I see. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, loser. <laughs> Well, it's almost time to sign off on new release radio for this week and final thoughts on the hunt for Red October. But before we do, let's listen to a power ballad that debuted at number 68 on this week's Billboard Top 100. Give me a sec. Oh. All right. All right, have to refresh. Sorry. No, but problem. And I'll also edit out some of my stupidity in that last segment. That it was perfect. No, okay. it's fine. Oh, so don't edit anything out. Cool. Mm-mm. All right. All right. Here we go. 
Easy. Wow. That was How Can We Be Lovers by Michael Walton, a track dedicated to Sean Connery and Alec Baldwin as they float off into the twilight and make plans to go fishing <laughs> together soon. Huh. Now back to our feature presentation. <laughs> Should we go fishing on the river or? Ashley, how was the critical response to this movie? Very, it was pretty high. Everyone seemed to fucking love it. Hmm, interesting. Uh, not everyone, clearly. <laughs> but most people really enjoyed this film. So that's great. Um, but this is the part where I will read you guys some of the critics' reviews and some of my reviews, maybe all of my reviews, all of critics, and then you guys can pick who wrote what. You guys ready? I'm going into Zen mode. I never trust <laughs> what you're going to do. It could all be critics' reviews. Could be. Or it could yeah. all be your reviews. Well, if they're all bad, but she doesn't even anyway but sometimes i trick you yeah, yeah. okay anyway <laughs> that's only one time okay um let's see from the director of die hard frankly you'd expect less gab and more get-go and the film is already lost by the time the pace picks up at the 80 minute mark that's one okay that's a well-written bad review okay. two the Hunt for Red October is happy is a happy cinematic event. The first motion picture that allows us to experience the sweaty palm thrills of the Cold War without worrying that the world will blow up this year. Okay. Weird. I'm confused by that. Yeah. Two. I'm going to read a couple more. Okay. Three. Land Ho. This movie blows. Ashley. God. Cross it off. Yep. Save it for Poetry Corner. Even Sean and Alec couldn't save this sinking sub. That's just that's okay. Okay. You love alliteration. <laughs> love it. Oh, that wasn't even alliteration. Okay. Sinking sub. Okay. Why well, save? Well, I was saying the beginning. Yeah. Okay. And then the fourth review is: I've never read a Tom Clancy novel, and this movie adaptation doesn't make me want to start. Wow. Okay. I actually wrote the last yep. three. Last two. Last <laughs> three. Two. Oh wait, well, that was I cut you off in mid review. What was that? that was two it? or three? That was four. That was four. No, I mean the last the last couple that you wrote were that was two. Yeah. Just okay. trust me, Drew. She wrote the last two. I I there was never any doubt. <laughs> okay. Well it was hard. But, that one was hard. Ashley, but, are you right? Derek, hold Am on, right? hold on, hold on. Do you think she wrote either of the first two as a trap? No. They're too <laughs> positive. <laughs> they're positive and they have a lot of critics critic critiques in them. If Ashley wrote one of them, then it would be the second one, but definitely not the first. They sound they sound either she's imitating a, a critic or they sound, you know, like like in that style. So yeah, I'm gonna agree. Uh first two critics, second two Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you made it pretty obvious, but that's yeah, because you couldn't disguise your disdain <laughs> for the movie. Once. Yeah, I couldn't. Well, I think we should cooperate right. for now on because it's there's not a lot of reason to compete in no, this. No, I like you guys competing. Okay, fine. We'll compete. <laughs> True loves competing. So. Um, and then as far as awards, it wasn't nominated for a bunch, but it won an Academy Award for the best for best sound editing, which is pretty cool. Okay. There was some good pings. Ping. Yeah. <laughs> there some some good alarms. <laughs> and then it was nominated um, for some BAFTA awards for best actor, Sean Connery, best production design, best sounds, and then a bunch of a slew of other awards as well yeah but not as good sense. as my ashley awards okay Ooh, let's hear them okay it's hard okay <laughs> um 
Sean Connery always looks so cool. Making the rest of us look like fools. His accent, that beard, let's get weird. <laughs> oh, so positive review for Connery. What about his hairpiece, though? He should have incorporated that. Why is, yeah, I didn't say like that ponytail. You can get, that you can ponytail. Get, that can be part oh, of the girl. weirdness. Well, I had to do a Steven Seagal one with his ponytail, so I feel like I should leave it, left it out. Um, and then the other one is, let's go Red October. It's time to shimmy your ass to that giant U.S. landmass. <laughs> 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 Is that how you think subs move? <laughs> but isn't it fun to like? That might be your best it? one ever, dude. Think yeah. of it as a cartoon, oh. like shimmying. I mean, yeah, back that sub up. Get it, get it, get it. Okay. Um, so about the movie, and away from my, away from my poetry corner. Um, sure. Would okay. you guys, which I think I already know the answer to, but would you watch this again? Skip it? Recommend it? What are you guys thinking? Derek, on the count of three, let's all say it. Well, we know. Uh, just, just so give that's yours. What I'm saying if we all know, then we all say the same answer. Uh, rewatch for sure. I watched it as a kid and didn't get it, and then watched it today. I know I'm a little bit late, but uh, yeah, it was really good. Um, adds remake for sure, and add some women in there, and then that'll get tricky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, if you want women, watch Battleship. There might have been some in that. I can't remember. Um, it's Channing Tatum. I think it's Channing Tatum. Anyway, not no, it's not Channing Tatum. Oh, it's well, Taylor, you don't need women in a movie if there's Channing Tatum in it. It's, you just it's need Taylor Kitsch, um, who's even better. Um, so yeah, I I hadn't. I'm pretty sure I hadn't seen this at all. So this was a first time watch for me. Um, any other weirdos um, out there who think this is a Robert Redford movie and haven't haven't seen <laughs> don't it? Watch it. Um, yeah, maybe if in that case, don't watch it. But if you haven't seen it um, or you were hesitant um, because it's not your type of movie, uh, watch it for sure. Ashley, you gonna make it a unanimous? Sure not. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can skip it. Just, yeah. just it's just well, long and boring for me. But if you're into that type of movie, I'm sure you'll love it. And the acting's really good, and the dialogue's well done. I just this is this is a slight tangent, but like you're in a position where you're, you know, you're giving. We know what your opinion is, but like, do you feel strongly and confidently enough? Like, if you were, if you were talking to somebody other than yourself. And they were like, I'm thinking about watching the hunt for the for Red October. You would would you deter them from watching it, or would you just say you didn't like it? No, I wouldn't like, deter them. Okay. I mean, if it's their if it's if they're like, oh, I'm thinking about watching this movie, I'm like, oh, I watched it. it wasn't really my cup of tea, but like, it has you don't like think it's objectively it, so. they drink bad. Plenty of tea in the no. movie, by the way, too. So yeah, I do. And I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad movie. I just yeah. it just wasn't for me. Fine. Yeah, because there's a distinction. I mean, sometimes you watch movies like Battleship. Um, that are <laughs> that are actually bad. Like that, yeah. it might be a matter uh, of taste. Bullshit. And <laughs> you know, there are people that like Battleship, and I was entertained enough by it. Um, but like, you can just straight up tell there's just a difference. I just wanted to make that differentiation. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. It was a good. Had potential to be a good movie for everyone. I just didn't enjoy it for me. But All right. it's also yeah. two hours. Over two hours. Yeah. Um, 15 minutes shorter than Battleship. (laughs) No fucking way. Yeah. Damn, that's a long. Okay. Okay. Um, So on a scale of one to 90, how 90s, music, wardrobe, actors, tropes, etc. included, 
actors, actors, actors. <laughs> well, it's set in 84. So we got to have that going. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, oh. For those that don't that know, trying- we, our last year of podcasting was based in the year 1984 when we would travel back in time to that year. However, yeah. we're stuck in 90s now. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, yeah, that's, so- why, that's why we it gets a little bit more sparkly golden stars whatever yeah. the hell you want to call it well Not it doesn't stars. it doesn't that uh, my point is on a scale of one to 90 for how 90s it is it's not 90s at all. It's yeah, it's, it's trying not because it's not trying to be. Um, even Connery and and Baldwin, like maybe Baldwin is is kind of cresting um, mm-hmm. at this point in his career. But Connery is like you know 20, 20 years in. This is like just I, I don't think he's not, he's not a 90s actor. Um, no. So last week we had our lowest ranking of all time which was the blood of heroes getting a 27 out of 90 well deserved Uh, mr ponytail himself got a 73 out of 90 Um, again this isn't a scale of how good the movie is it's Mm how 90s it is how 1990 it is is, Um, so is this lower than blood of heroes no well that's hard because because 84 is not far from 90 so there is obviously the actors for sure but if one blood of heroes is like a dystopian yeah. Movie. So like there's nothing in there that is 90s. So ugh. what's the range or you're thinking? I'm thinking like what's the 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 depth, the coordinates? <laughs> I'm thinking 30 latitude, 42 longitude. <laughs> okay. So somewhere around brain dead, which is 43. I've yeah. been yeah. meeting myself to try to practice my Sean Connery accent to answer for you. Oh, go ahead. Take it away. <laughs> oh, man. Let me just mute myself one more time. Three, two, one. I think it's probably... So, a... uh, <laughs> <laughs> it gets a solid 70 because of the actors. And this but is Sean Connery. so high. Yes. Sean Connery's not a 90s actor. He's just a really I mean, good actor. He, I, I he obviously is a 90s actor. This was came out in 90. I feel like we have to <laughs> explain how this works every time. Yeah, so it's not it's not because the actors are good. It's because the actors epitomize. Yeah, 1990. Well, so a lot of the films that these actors were in came out in the 90s, and that's why I'm giving it a 70. Okay, well, that's that's too high. But you are right. Park guy from fucking Home Alone. Yeah, guy from the thing. I don't know when the thing came out. Probably late 90s. 81. That's what I meant. Late, <laughs> late, late eighties yeah. slash early eighties. What did you give it, Ashley? Like a, like around brain dead, like forty. Okay, so you can I'll, give it a I'll high score it... for actors because they were active yeah, um, in the nineties, but they're not like speak to the film. So okay, I'll give but it. You a give it like a forty-two. Yeah. Be... Okay. Yeah. I, I, you like them apples? <laughs> so one under brain dead, yeah, and and um, that's that's fine with me. Yeah, forty two. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, you made a good case, Derek. I wasn't trying to shoot you down. Like the actors are, uh, they probably have a ton of credits in the nineties. It's just that's one, that's yeah, only one for sure. bonus for the movie, and the rest of the movie, like were submarines really popping in the nineties? You mean like sinking? Yeah, <laughs> they got it. Look, uh-huh. it goes down. Let's come up. It's the wall of uh, bobbers. <laughs> or in this case, they were trying to sink the Red October into the depths of the ocean. It would never come up. Ooh. Okay. Well, Sequel? 42 it is. <laughs> Ashley, what's next? Okay. So 
We have a new <laughs> release gift shop, um, which we have a wonder some wonderful things in it from past movies, like the leather face face mask, um, <laughs> the ponytail hair clip, which is like our hottest seller still somehow. Well, now and we have two versions of the ponytail hair clip, right? I don't. Uh, we'll get to that. Maybe okay. I feel okay. like having two ponytail variations is like limiting our scope of the gift shop but um we also have a make me a monster temporary tattoo kit which has been sold out for weeks yes pretty cool what do you guys think we should have for this movie what should we take from hunt for october mm, i'm thinking like a periscope so something you could uh put on in the shower <laughs> and look at above like if you're trying to look above the shower curtain to the to rest what? of your bathroom to your toilet <laughs> yeah like if you don't you have could... a door to your sh- to your bathroom <laughs> you're just like peeking on the door just to make sure nobody's like looking yeah exactly yeah maybe there's like a psycho style situation and you could you could um catch a robber i mean catch a uh, killer as they I mean, come if, into your bathroom if you have an extreme sense of anxiety or paranoia about somebody coming to murder you while you're in the bathroom absolutely it's a safety device like um so, yeah but uh, well I, actually you're the you're the merchandise genius uh, yeah. you've come up with all of our hottest products so do you have a better idea yeah <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's not better. I was thinking also like bathtub shower related. Okay. But like a little toy, like mini submarine and one where you like pull the cord and then you let it go and it moves. I have a, I, forget that. Sorry. You just gave me a great idea. This okay, is why, yeah, this is, sure. this is why you, um, uh, gather focus, focus group things. We're a little yeah. focus group here. So ready. Red October bath mm-hmm. bombs. So you drop a submarine-shaped thing, whatever okay. bath bombs are, into your bath, and it does whatever bath bombs do. It blows up and and yeah. creates a, a beautiful, fragrant, <laughs> and it can um, be mystery ex- spa-like experience. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Bath bombs are really trendy. So we can call them depth charges. Okay, that's that's too male. With the foam and everything, be okay. red. Well, could, that's one flavor. The name, but um, yeah, flavor. I like it. I'm a big cool. fan of that. Cool. All right. Let me Very add fun. that to our inventory unless list. Unless Derek, here. unless you don't like it. No, I like it. I was just okay. wondering if the uh if the bubbles should turn red. Yeah, so the the bath bomb will be they'll have different colors. Ooh, cool. Because each awesome. ship in the movie was portrayed by a different color of lighting. Mm-hmm. So mm, fun fact, save that yeah. one for the end. Yeah, very end. Um, so Drew, what's next week? Next week, we have a bit of a departure. We are going to be hanging out with our very good friends, Kid and Play. There's a party tonight at Play. I mean, Peter's house. Can I go? Oh, no. Every little step you take will be around his bedroom tonight. Yo, y'all, look who fell into the gig. Quit that fire. I'm going to kill him. I cannot wait. How much more trouble can I get into? Hey. Eraserhead reference? I wouldn't do that just yet. Rated R. See it Friday, March 9th at a theater near you. Hey, that's next week. Woo-woo. Can't wait. House party, baby. Did you guys see this growing up? Save it. About- save it. Save oh, it. Oh, oh. Okay. No. There's <laughs> <laughs> house party two, too. Yeah. Um, we well. can we can watch them all um, as in due time. So, yeah. I'm pretty excited, Ashley. 
Yeah, also very exciting. This is going to be a action-packed month. Lots of different types of movies. We got our action out of the way. We got our, our house party comedy. We got some romance. We got some mm-hmm. thing I do not want to disclose yet. <laughs> and if you want to come along for all the excitement, you should subscribe to the podcast by searching New Release on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else you get podcasts. Derek? That's a wrap. Let me redo that. <laughs> That's a wrap, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, uh, you can just do it. That's a wrap. <laughs> That's, a, That's wrap. a wrap. It's a wrap. That's a That's wrap. A wrap. <laughs> we can all do it. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Is it? <laughs> nah, we're going to record another one right now. <laughs> Where's the music? Uh, I had to refresh it. I had to. Oh, okay. I thought, no, I just was making sure you were going to play music. Yeah. We've been talking, we've been talking about the music a little bit, but the music was awesome. I meant to talk about how, like, it's also part of the plot. They Mm -hmm. talk about having heard it. Oh, the singing? Yeah, I got distracted by Basil.